Sex Actually Podcast. How's everyone doing today? Doing well? This is your boy Dave Neal, your host with the most uh, codependency. That's I'm your host with the most codependency. So much so that I want to make sure you guys are doing all right. Is everyone doing well? Hanging in there? This is a Monday afternoon on the west side of the United States of America. I'm coming to you from California, originally from Rhode Island, the great state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantation. Smallest state with the longest name. That's our real name. We have plantations in our title. A few years ago, we voted to try and get rid of the, the word plantations from the title, and uh, resoundedly, we voted to keep Providence Plantations. So next time you uh, get a little bar trivia and they say, what's the longest state's name? Say Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Anyway, quick fact. There you go. Uh, uh, how's everyone today? Doing all right? Hanging in there? This episode's coming out a little bit late. Uh, I've been working a ton, and um, I hate I hate rushing the episode. I will say this. I'm going to keep this one to about 15 minutes or so. I always say that, and then it's an hour long, but uh, I'm going to get out of here because I'm recording from uh, the front seat of my car, and I got shits to do. But like I told you, we're going to double up on episodes in the month of October. Today's the 30th Cabbage Day. Do you guys know what Cabbage Day is? Am I too loud? Is this loud? I'm going to turn it down a tiny bit. How's that? Is that better? Cabbage Day is... We had Cabbage Day in New England. I don't know. I, I feel like that's a British term, but I, I, I didn't bother to Google uh, the origins of Cabbage Day. But basically, the day before Halloween, you just become an asshole. You go out there and you spray a bunch of um, shaving cream on people's cars. That's what you did on Cabbage Day. Uh, at least where I grew up, you did it when you're about nine years old, which is which is crazy, by the way, because I know for a fact that um, you know in today's society of helicopter parents, no one would let their kid just roam the city streets. But uh, we would go out at like age nine to twelve, maybe, maybe even eight to ten. It was crazy, and you'd go out and you'd get uh, you first. You, first, you would do is douse your hair in shaving cream, like you would just whip it up so you look like a character from a Whoville or something, and then um, we would melt the tips of the shaving can down so they're, they're you know you pinch it shut so it's like uh, so it can shoot farther and then you would put a pin in there so you you have to bit why, why, why does anyone care what we would do anyway the point is you're tp'ing lawns you're an asshole so that's today happy october 30th everybody um don't uh shaving cream my car although i have a white car and it'll probably enhance the you know put put the shaving cream over the back bumper where all the dents are because um i could use that help anyhow I started a uh, so the Monday episodes, yeah, they're a little all over the place. The uh, the Thursday episodes I've been releasing are more, um, you know, interviews. Did you guys love my guest last week or what, Eric Lampere? How great was he? I interviewed this British guy, and then and then we got to, I got to know him better throughout the interview. So here's the deal with these podcasts: it's really for me. This is for me. I'm an adult. It's hard to make friends, but I can be like, hey, do you want to do my podcast? And then they go, yeah, I'll do your podcast. Yeah, you come over, we'll play in the sandbox after. And it's fun. It's a great It's a great way to get to know people and try to better yourself. And the best way we can better, you know, I'm a, I love traveling. But uh, sometimes, you know, I live in Los Angeles right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I travel a ton. But uh, shout out to you, the country of Colombia. And all them chicks with fake tits. Hey, it's not me. You go to Columbia, you'll see. Uh, anyway, after I travel a bunch, but uh, you know, while living in LA, you can travel within your own town. You can travel by just uh, exploring and meeting new people. And Eric, uh, you know, you meet this British tall, lanky guy, and I'm like, I gotta know this guy. So I, I look, up, I look him up online. Did you guys look up Eric online? He's got like videos with millions of views. He does stand up in French and English. 
And here I am, like, trying to write a joke. It's like, this dude's, you know, doing it in multiple languages. Uh, I just I just love, uh, I, I love meeting in talented people. Um, I'm not going to get into the headspace of how to deconstruct success and find it on your own. It's just nice to surround yourself by which you want to be. So I like to surround myself with people that um, are positive, that have a lot of great energy. These are the people that you just love talking to. And of course, that works with podcasts. Not all the guests are that way. Um, something I've struggled with lately is cynicism, folks. Uh, cynicism, as we all know, do you want the actual, let's get like the actual definition. I know, I know we all know what it is, but let's like, let's break it down because we all, everyone can improve. No one's perfect. A disposition to disbelief in the sincerity or goodness of human motives and actions. Oh, sure. That's why you're doing that. Oh, you, oh, really? You want to become a better feminist, Dave? Is that why? Or do you just want more downloads on your podcast? Is that which one is it? You know, you cynical prick. Uh, but yeah, that, that makes total sense that, that the fact that I live in Los Angeles, I'm battling cynicism because I can walk down a street and see a, ca- a coffee shop that I didn't open mic at that I bombed at with another guy who bombed at it. And then two months later, I see that guy on Saturday Night Live. So we get a little cynicism. Oh, that guy fucking sucks. He must have blown the casting director, this and that. How could he have, you know, we start comparing ourselves to others. I can only use my personal life as an example. I do it with my girlfriend. You know, we were, we were talking the other day and she's making, she's making money. And, you know, I kind of come from a Catholic family where you don't talk about finances and there's a little bit of shame attached to it. And, and I'm not, I'm, by all means, she's not throwing money at me. Like she's, she's the sweetest in the world, but I know she's making money and I know she's making more than I am. And, and it's easy to be like, oh, must be easy being a model and they just pay you because you look good. Like that's an easy answer to, you know, hard work and persistence and being likable and uh, being, you know, networking and all these things that you have to do in life to succeed. Uh, it's easy to water it down and just see someone's success and go, oh, must be nice. Must be easy. I do it all the time with people who come from money. I do it all the time. I, I, can't, I can't even pick a specific example. Whenever I see someone that's gotten, you know, it's like, oh, geez, of course. You, 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 don't, you don't have to work the 40-hour side job. Of course you're funny. You get to just focus on stand-up. Well, here I am busting my ass doing all these side jobs, podcasting from my Toyota. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a toxic thing we have to just notice when it happens and, and kind of strike it down. I was, um, I was at a Halloween party uh, the other night. And um, by the way, Tasha and I dressed up as um, glow-in-the-dark stick figures, which if you've listened to the last couple episodes, I think you know that Tasha, it was her idea and she told me we're going to be glow-in-the-dark stick figures. And I was kind of like, fuck that. Mainly because I don't like being told what to do. Like I like I I could see her being like I really love this idea but I'm open to other suggestions like that's I come from that school of management where you let the person believe they're in control and that's what I told her I was like look at least at least like have the facade that I have a say in all of this but what I didn't want was her to put all these uh, you know light bulbs on a black outfit uh, why does it have to be black because it's a glow stick anyway what I what I, uh, what I didn't want was for her to be all stressed out using the sewing machine. I know you're thinking, David, why don't you use the sewing machine? Well, look, she knows how to sew. 
I kind of know how to sew, but it's her deal. She's going to want to do it. I'm just going to stand there and watch Alaska Bush Hunters or Alaska, whatever they're called, the Alaskan Bush family. Um, that's not the Bush family like the, um, you know, George W. That's like people that live in trees. Um, I'm, I, I don't have anything to do when she wants to build all these costumes. I kind of just feel bad because then she spends a whole day making them and then she resents me for it. So I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to do stick figures. So she's like, you know what? Fine. I'll be a stick figure myself. And so then I was like, all right, fine. And then a few days later, she ordered the stick figure costumes and um, we got back, you know, because we had a little tiff over. We had a tiff. We had a tiff. And then uh, we started talking. I was like, look, babe, I'll be a stick figure with you. If you're a stick figure, I'm a stick figure. My only problem is that you kind of didn't give me the choice. And I love everything that makes you happy. It's true. I love everything that makes her happy. If I can do something that makes her happy, that's great. I know that sounds codependent. Well, it is. Let's just keep it off the toxic levels. As long as I'm not hurting myself to help her, as long as I'm not the giving tree, cutting my branches down until I'm a stump because she needs it to build a Halloween costume. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like like low levels of codependency are fine when you do something to help someone else's, you know, be happy. Just, just like I said, a little bit, because I feel like I'm on trial now. You're all like, oh, Dave, I get it, you little pussy whip bitch. Why does he have to be pussy whipped? Why is it a derogatory saying? Point is, I'm a little whipped, fine, whatever, but now I'm whipped uh, while I wear a stick figure costume. So I'm helping her put the costume together. We went to the same Halloween party we went to the last two years. Remember last year, we were at a Halloween party, and I thought a guy grabbed her ass, but I wasn't sure, and I didn't ask her for like a few... I feel like I didn't, I, I, I like, I like noticed someone might be grabbing her ass, but like I looked and I was standing right next to her and I looked at her and there was no flinch on her end. And so I was like, oh, maybe like my mind thought her ass was being grabbed, but either way, it was a quick, it was a quick thing. She didn't react to it. So, and it was in the dark and I was like, oh, I guess this dude didn't grab her ass. Plus the guy who I thought grabbed her ass was an older gay man. So I was like, maybe women and gay men are cool with this, but where I come from, get off my chick's ass. And I know girls don't want to be thought of as property, but I will say this, ladies, let me know. I think in a relationship, you want your man to stick up for you. And if you know it's wrong to grab someone's ass, you want your man to be like, hey, what the fuck, dude? What are you doing? You know, but I didn't really catch him. It was, I was only in the corner of my eye. So maybe he didn't grab her ass and I'm not going to be a psycho. And she didn't respond anyway. She was like, I told her afterwards, she was like, I don't think someone grabbed my ass. Did someone grab my ass? And I'm like, all right, no one grabbed your ass. So we went back to the party this year in relatively similar costumes. Cause last year we were like Whoville people, right? We had our hair up in the air. We had pajamas on this and that, uh, which by the way, great onesies. Uh, I got to use them throughout the Christmas season. And uh, this year we're uh, stick figures sewn onto, um, you know, like yoga pants. So, her and I both got to flaunt our asses again. She had camel toe. I had moose knuckles. It was a thing. And I was like, all right, I'm going to see if this dude grabs any asses. I'm going to nip it in the bud. I'm going to beat him up with my glow-in-the-dark stick. And no one grabbed her ass. So I was, and I was happy. I said that like in a sad. I was happy nobody grabbed her ass. But at the same time, I was kind of like wanting someone to commit the crime so I could actually bust him for it this time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, anyhow... Um, I'll post a photo of the sex actually page or video. We took a video of us doing the, um, uh, doing a nice little, uh, stick figure, uh, dance. So I'll post that onto the sex actually pod Instagram. So go check that out at sex actually pod. Um, so anyway, I met, a, I, I saw a guy, Jason that I know he works in internet marketing or he works in marketing in general. And he's talking about pot. He was talking to me about the podcast and he's like, yeah, dude, he's like, you, do you have a mailing list for your podcast? And I was like, no, I don't have a mailing list. And then Tasha was like, I told you, you should get a mailing list. They show he's hijacks whenever anyone else has a point. And I was like, look, 
I know I need a mailing list, but I work a full part-time job. I do stand-up, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you don't plug in any... I wasn't, I wasn't like yelling at her like I am saying now, but I was just like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like I'm doing all this shit and I got very cynical. And the guy in, in, in power to him, I love, I love when people can do this, especially like when I know the person. He was like, dude, you're throwing a lot of limitations at me. He's like, you're doing a lot of limiting beliefs right now and I'm calling you out on it. And I was really, I was really happy he was. And I, I kind of doubled down. I was like, yeah, but, but, he, but he was right. Like there's no reason I don't have an email list. There's no reason I don't send out a weekly or a monthly email letting you guys know what's going on. So anyways, you're going you're gonna to be getting that in the future. And I know what you're thinking, dude, I don't need another email telling me to join your LinkedIn page or this or that. And I get it. I get it. But what's going on with Facebook and all these other social media sites, uh, iTunes, their algorithms are fucking me in the ass. How come fucking in the ass has to be bad? I don't know, okay? But they are. They're bending me over. And um, a lot of times when I post the podcast episode, it's only going to the, you know, a lot of people aren't getting it. And my numbers, the numbers are good, but they could be better. And part of uh, what I'm going to do is try to connect with you guys through um, a newsletter as well. I don't have that set up. I'm just mentioning it now because you're going to hear better in the future. But I was looking at cynicism and I was like, oh, this guy's right. I'm kind of hardened. 250 episodes. I'd look at, you know, other shows like Guys We Fucked that have like they're they're best-selling authors now, these podcasts because they have such a big following and I do all the same amount of work. I do all the same brick building, you know? So, I need but I need to realize that the journey that I'm on, I've met a million amazing people through this podcast, uh, some of which write to us on the Sex Actually page. We just got a new uh a new uh, fan just started. I don't want to say fan like a douche, but we just got a new fan right to us on the Sex Actually page and um, on Facebook. And that's always cool too. Whenever whenever someone wants to reach out, it's just such an amazing thing because you have to realize like we, I do read every single thing that people say and, you, and everyone, and this is why I shy away from having like just guests that have great, you know, like names or like this guy's got a huge following. I must have him as a guest. Everyone I talk to has an interesting story. Everyone... Uh, everyone has a life that that has challenged them in different ways. We're not all Iraqi war vets. We're not all, um, you know, grew up, uh, you know, with adopted parents or or abusive, whatever, whatever it is. We all have our own uh, canvas that has been painted with imperfection. And that imperfection is what defines us. And too often in today's society, we're trying to throw a filter on an imperfection. We're trying to get rid of it. And we're trying to just say, no, 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 I'm normal. It's like, no, 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 you're not normal. You do the weird thing with your nose and we love it. So stop pretending you're not normal. Like Tasha, she has, she does these weird little ticks, And I'm like, dude, the second you bring that into your acting and modeling life, the second you bring the quirkiness that makes you you, the more authentic you will be in the, in the, in the, and the more people will love you for it. You meet somebody with some stupid laugh, like <laughs> fucking yes. Don't get rid of that laugh. Yeah. You know what I hate is people that will like smile, but they'll cover. This happened to me last week at a show. I, I was telling a joke and, and the audience was like laughing, but it, you, you could just tell it wasn't like a great audience. And then afterwards, one of the comics was like, dude, you had this chick laughing so hard. She was covering her mouth. And, I, and you know, you know, people that do that where they smile, but they cover their mouth or maybe they're like a little like insecure. Maybe the teeth aren't straight or whatever the heck they got asparagus in their gums. But it's like, why are we hiding that which makes us expressive, happy? And you know what? I don't know. So anyway, I've had to just, uh, 
I've had to just really uh, evaluate where I am in my early 30s with my levels of cynicism, my levels of, uh, you know, what's making me, me, am I, am I covering up the, my real identity? Am I trying to be normal or am I being, you know, like kind of freaky the way I'm supposed to be? So I hope I bring to you the freak flag. Uh, yo, shout out to Yvonne. Uh, she wrote to us on the Sex Actually uh, Facebook page. Love the episode. And then she said she's from South Florida. And um, let's see what it was. She said, um, I just love you and Tasha together. I'll write an email soon so I don't feel like a lurker. LOL. Have a great night. Thanks, Yvonne. I appreciate it. I'm going to hold you to that email. And everyone else who's listening, I know there's thousands of you that haven't written in before. I know. I look at the downloads. I know you're there. Sexactuallypodcast.gmail.com. I want to hear you. I know you're thinking, oh, I'm just a guy listening in the truck on the way to work. Yeah. Shoot me off a quick couple paragraphs. Let me know where you stand. It just helps kind of like build this community of us all kind of like talking about our fucked up families, where we come from, where we want to go, this and that. Anyway, we got... Oh, I'm already at 16 minutes. Fuck, I said it was going to be short. All right, I'm going to fly through this part. Let's battle cynicism. Let's knock it down. And it's a practice. It's a meditation. It's a daily uh, exercise we need to do. Five tips to defeat cynicism. I just Googled this and found this on some website. Um, uh, Paulo uh, Hoblog. Number one, recognize the problem. As with all problems, first step is in the recognizing. Some people go their whole lives not realizing that they are horrible people with miserly outlooks and cynical views of the world. Thank yourself. Lucky that you have had the good fortune to recognize the problem and do something about it. This is the first step. It's really true. If you don't think you're a cynical person, this is for you. You're so vain. I love that version. You're so cynical. You're so cynical. You probably think this song sucks. Number two, recognize each cynical thought. Once you have realized that you can be a cynic, the task is to start realizing it more often. Think of this as a bit of a mindfulness meditation. The idea is to become attuned to your own mind and thoughts and start to become aware of every cynical thought that you have. It it sounds exhausting, folks, but you got to really shut that down. When you have a negative thought, you know, oh, I'm going to bomb tonight on stage. I'm not going to stop it. Stop it. Start thinking of the positive version. Don't say, I'm not going to bomb tonight. Say, I am going to share laughs and have fun. And, all, you know, just the higher the energy you can, you can think, the higher the energy you will be. I'm, I'm, I'm actually parked in, the, in this part of West Hollywood on Melrose, this gorgeous part of town. If you looked on, on um, Zillow at the, I mean, a one-bedroom home will cost you two million bucks down here. These tiny little places don't even have driveways. And they're so expensive. And people are living this kind of like life where they're in these cute little homes next to all these coffee shops. And I'm like, I want this. I want to surround myself by this. This is a tangible, uh, you know, outwardly expression of somebody's love. Like somebody wrote a screenplay, sold it, shared their love, made somebody cry watching Monsters, Inc. or whatever the heck, you know, it was. And they bought a home. They, they expressed their true like art, art, artist. I'm getting a little heady now. And they just became like, they just appreciated all the abundances in the world. A cynic doesn't appreciate the abundance in the world. Um, number three, use logic to debate the cynicism. Logic is a wonderful thing. Logic allows you to overcome destructive emotions and other negative things in your life. 99% of the time, the reason for your depression, anxiety, hatred, or other negative feelings is illogical. If you debate the negative feeling using logic, you will often find that the negative feeling gets weaker. Use logic to debate the cynicism. Number four, make a definitive choice to be positive. Everything good in life comes from a choice. When you make a choice to do something, you do everything that you can to make that thing come about. Number four, make a definitive choice to be positive. Number five, 
Focus on people's qualities. The last method I want to give you is the one that has worked the best for me. It is the simple art of choosing to look at people's qualities instead of their negative attributes. All right, guys. Is that enough to work with today? Look at the qualities of your mom, your dad, your siblings, your spouse. Look at the positives. I do, the, I do this with Tasha all the time. We'll kind of argue over something stupid, which by the way, Eric Lampere like begged me. He's like, you got to read Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. So I bought it. It came in. I've got it in my hand right now. I just, I just cracked it open. I'm going to go check it out. That's going to be a whole nother topic episode. But yeah, we got to look at those beautiful qualities because sometimes I'll be, uh, I'll be mad. You know, my, my girl will be snappy about something. And I'll be like, oh, well, the underlining cause of her anger or sadness or whatever it is in, in, you know, in a specific case might be because she wants to spend more time with me. Oh, boy, I'm a piece of shit, you know, because here I got a woman who wants to spend time with me. So sometimes if I'm late at work or something, she's a little bummed out, whatever, like she just wants to be in the environment where we're sharing our love together. So the positive quality of that is just this endearingness and this empathic sort of like warm soul that just that just like loves a hug this morning she asked for a hug and i gave her a hug and i and, she, and then she she was like no like longer and i was like yeah 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 of course like it's not every day my girlfriend asks me for a hug it really isn't and sometimes uh, instead of asking for a hug people will lash out and, and be like oh you don't have time for me today are you too busy with this that it's like no 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 like what we're trying to say is hug me give me a moment and then so we hugged each other for maybe a minute or so two minutes and that's a great amazing thing to have to to flip those negative thoughts that cynicism around into a positivity i've got a girl who wants me home at night who you know it doesn't mean i can be there every second of the day and she understands that but it's nice to know that that they want to spend time with you that they're not dodging you or trying to find other things to fill their day and i want you guys to spend time with me so download past episodes <laughs> so help me help me release the cynicism because it's uh it's um it's like any bad tick it's something we can overcome I think about 10 years ago, I was in a real strong place, law of attraction. Um, I really was. And now I'm at a place where I'm recognizing that, you know, being in this stand-up world where you have very difficult shows and you got there's a lot of negative toxicity that you have to surround yourself. I always say, you, you know, get yourself out of those situations. But, you know, if you're on a lineup with somebody, a lot of times comedy's built on negative premises. Oh, yeah, the fucking, you know, whatever, like the fucking Starbucks barista. Don't they suck? You know, they're always misspelling your name. It's always like a negative spin i always try to make my comedy funny and not anything too deep but you, we just surround ourselves with negative thoughts being funny kind of like dissipates that negativity but also we have to remember in our own head to get out get out of our head quit comparing ourselves to others and finding you know social media all we're going to find is people sharing their success stories well today you might not have a quote-unquote success story you might just make a lady smile and you don't know what that's doing for her or for you so Let's share more love today, folks. We have a whole week to do that. Share me your stories of how you're sharing love, positivity, and kind of like um, negating any cynicism. I'll just leave you with this thought. I just um, I started an improv class today. Um, improv has a bad... I always kind of make fun of it because there's a bad connotation to be like, oh, yes, and oh, you're doing improv. It's kind of wacky, zany. But I just started training at the Groundlings School, uh, which if, if anyone's kind of like big into Saturday Night Live and things like that, 
It's a school that Will um, uh, Farrell went to, Sherry O'Terry. Uh, it's a school that helps build characters. It takes like what's funny about you and you make characters. Um, you know, Paul Rubin, who um, who created uh, Pee Wee Herman, he created it at the Groundlings. Uh, Will Forte, uh, you know, Anna Gasteyer, a lot of... Saturday Night Live comes from this one school. So it was, it was really cool to like go to my first class today. But also we all got to meet each other. And there was one lady who said um, someone told her to take this class 15 years ago. And she just wasn't ready. But, you know, she had a couple kids. She was, in, she was in the Writers Guild. They went on strike. She had a couple kids, started a family. And she's like, and now I get to take the class while my kids are at school. And it was just collectively, it was about 15 people in the room. We were all like, yeah, this fucking lady gets it. She waited. Yeah, she wasn't ready. It wasn't her time. But there is no better time than the present. And then I met another lady who's in her late 50s who's starting improv. It's never too late to try new things, to bend, to be pliable and, and, and stretch who we are. And I'm not telling you this as somebody who's a champion of it all. I'm telling you this as somebody who's dipped into some cynicism, who's dipped into some, oh, well, why do they have that? How come I don't have this? And say, look, we're all living in this simulation we call Earth, you know, praying to some some god that we you know we feel detached from well every every bit of our love comes from within and we radiate that outwards and the more love we have the more love we'll share and the more love we'll find that wants to be a part of us that goes for your family and that goes for loved ones and roommates and things like that so just you know i know it's a little preachy but let's be more loving let's let's be the 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 love that's out there and let's just dismiss whatever negative thoughts we have they're going to come they're going to creep in like that fucking devil that sits on our shoulder and they're going to say oh jeez yeah that's fine but uh you know you know nancy just bought a home what the fuck are you doing well we're just living the best life we can and uh, let's do it with some smiles. Anyway, you guys have a great week. Uh, write in. Let me know how it's going uh, great. Like, well, Let me know what you're doing. Let me know if I can help any of you out at all. I'm here for you. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. This has been our little Motivational Monday. See you soon.